Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon, and I am thrilled to say that joining us, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Bobby Kennedy, who not too long ago announced that he is running for president, now is an independent. Last time we chatted with him, I I think he had real sincere hopes he was going to be able to save the Democratic Party from itself. And, well, now he's come over, I think, to our way of thinking that there's a better way. Bobby, thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for, me, for having me back on the show. Well, the, uh, the pleasure is mine, I assure you. Uh, give us just a, a, a little idea. What was it that you analyzed to, to bring you to the conclusion that independent was really the way to go? Well, the, I mean, you know, I, I, the, the, the strategy of campaigning within the Democratic Party, which is the party that I grew up in, that my family has been involved with and, and leading for, you know, we, my, for over a hundred years, since my great, great grandfather or great grandfather, Honey Fitz was mayor of Boston, my other grand, great grandfather, uh, Patrick Kennedy was uh, a ward boss in Boston. So my family's been, you know, at the forefront of American politics since then. And it's very, very difficult I want for me to leave the Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, but uh, running in the Democratic Party, it became clear that, first of all, that they were not going to let me win. They had, they had I think there, we listed 60 different rules that they adopted to make sure that no matter what happened, I couldn't win. Among those rules, they, they made a rule that said anybody who steps in the state of New Hampshire, which I had already done, uh, that no vote cast for them in New Hampshire will count for them, so that all the votes that were cast for me would count for the president instead. And it was like showing up at a, you know, at a football game, and the the referees are wearing the uniform from the other side. They consolidated the DNC and, and President Biden consolidated their campaigns in a single office. The charter of the DNC yeah. says that they have to be neutral, but um, that got thrown out the window and all the, you know, the DNC and the Biden campaign were one campaign. So, and it, but it, you know, there's a broader issue here, which is the, takeover of both the Republican and the Democratic Party by a donor base. 
um, and particularly the you know the big military contractors like Raytheon, General Dynamics, Boeing, and Lockheed, and then the big financial houses like BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, Goldman, um, and that a lot of the leadership of the Democratic Party is most concerned with protecting that donor base, and so progressive candidates like Tulsi Gabbard like Bernie Sanders, um, like Jim Webb, mm-hmm. uh, are, you know, they, they all, I would say that a lot of the, the DNC leadership would rather have Trump as president than a progressive Democrat to run because of the displeasure in the, the database. And, you know, then there was also, you know, I, I think, both parties now are locked in this kind of tribal battle with each other um, that has that is escalating the polarization, this very, very toxic polarization of our country, and that it's really beneficial for me to step outside of that dynamic yeah. and to focus instead on the values that hold Americans together rather than all of these kind of culture war issues that are used to keep us apart. And what I found, Jeff, campaigning across the country and in Ohio today, Cincinnati and Columbus, um, is that there's a lot more things that Democrats and Republicans rank and file agree on than the issues that are, you know, that have, have us hating on each other and at, are at each other's throats. Right. Everybody wants veterans to be taken care of. Everybody wants a clean environment. Everybody wants good schools for our children and decent pay for our teachers. Uh, Everybody wants, you know, nobody wants the Mexican drug cartel controlling our borders. They want sealed borders and Mm. they, you know, and, and wide gates so that immigrants can come in. Yeah. 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 We need in this country. We all need, we all want a voting system that works and everybody has faith, faith in, and, you know, so many other issues that I've been finding this wide, wide landscape of things that everybody agrees on. Everybody wants our children to be healthy, wants to get rid of toxics in our food supply. And nobody wants this corrupt merger of state and corporate power that has turned the regulatory agencies predatory against the American people from the Fed, the EPA, the FDA, NIH, all of them. Absolutely, you know it, it. It is it is very refreshing to uh, to hear you speaking again, and to hear you speaking as you do honestly and from the heart. I had, uh, you know, I'm a North Shore guy, a Swampscott guy. I had totally forgotten about the uh, uh, the Honey Fitz connection. So my gosh, yeah, it's <laughs> go back a long time. Uh, yeah, a long, long time. Yeah, and and I don't know about you, I, I I'd like to think that the reason our Pats are losing is is because the refs are wearing the other team's jerseys, but I I think it's more in house than that. Uh, let me ask you, because you've come to a point, I've got to say, Bobby, where you sound a lot like many of us who grew up uh, tried and true Democrats, never thought about being anywhere else, uh, but are now looking at this and looking at issues that impact everybody across the political spectrum. Inflation is hitting everybody and i know we've had so much attention certainly the last couple of weeks on international affairs and i know you've got a big big release coming up on international issues so let's talk domestic what are the pressing issues and how do you fix them on the international issues 
No, no, no. I want to, I want to focus on domestic because I, I know that you've got a big oh, release yeah. coming up in the next couple of days internationally. We'll get you back for that. But but let's talk dollars and cents. We're all going to the gas pumps. We're all going to uh, the grocery stores, and nobody has any money left. Yeah, you know what I'm finding uh, that the biggest issue is, I think everybody's worried about inflation, but the biggest issue is is housing costs because there's a whole generation of kids that is not, are not going to get in the house, and this includes my own kid. I have seven kids. Jeff, the oldest one is 39, and he owns a house. The youngest six all went to good schools. They all have good jobs, right. and none of them have any conception that they could buy a house. The cost of housing has gone up much higher than inflation, much faster. The average cost of a house two years ago was $215,000. Today it's $400,000. The interest rates have gone from 3 to 7%. So uh, the, the actual price of a house to these kids and to, you know, to any but he wants to buy a single-family home. Yeah. It is four or five times what it was two years ago, and the reason for that is there's three giant companies, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, mm-hmm. that already own collectively. They all own each other, so it's really one big company. Right. But they own collectively 88% of the S&P 500. And they've now decided they want to own the land in this country, including the farmland, but also residential housing. Mm-hmm. So everybody tells me of these stories of about to, they were about to put money down on a house or going to escrow sign a contract at the last minute. Somebody comes in with an offer, a cash offer, 20% above that asking price and snatches it away. And it's, it, you know, when you look at whose this is, it's an LLC with an ambiguous name. Right. But when you follow the breadcrumbs, it leads you back to BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. So they now own, the corporations now own 5% of the housing, which is why the housing prices are jumping up. That partial ownership mm. is driving it all up, and they are on track to controlling between 40 and 60% of American single-family homes by eight, within six years. So it's the end of the American ownership society. We move from being owners to renters. We move from being citizens to subjects. And, you know, it destroys community. Because if you own a home, you care about about the the schools, the police, the roads, the hospitals. You care about your neighbors. You care about the appearance. But also you have an entree into the capitalist system because you now have equity which means you can borrow money, you can get a second mortgage, and you can pursue your entrepreneurial impulses. Yes. When I was a kid, you know, America was had half the wealth on earth because we transformed the American middle class mm-hmm. into the greatest economic engine in the history of mankind. And we launched that, that 50 years of extraordinary prosperity right after World War II by putting every American into a home and the whole generation into homes with the GI Bill and these other programs. And that allowed them then to borrow money, start small businesses, and to generate wealth for everybody. That's right. That's right. I, I got to tell you something, Bobby. You know, my my sons, are, they're both in college, one at Stanford, one at Ithaca, and uh, they have said to me, the I, the very idea of owning their own home someday 
is is completely and totally foreign to them and and their classmates which god it just breaks my heart because I, I i grew up with that as as my dream that someday i'd have a little piece of the pie yeah and you know it was that was the central proposition the central promise of the american dream which is if you work hard you play by the rules you could finance a home, you could take a summer vacation, you could raise a family, and you could put something aside for retirement with one job. Yes. And no kid today believes that's true. You know, I saw this, this um, poll, this very disturbing poll, Jeff, that came out three weeks ago that said in 2013, 85% of the young people between 18 and 34 in America said they were proud of the United States of America. The same poll taken three weeks ago shows that only 17% are. This that generation, I've got kids the same age as yours. They have they went to those colleges. They have great jobs, and none of them, and none of their friends is thinking of, of that that part of the American promise applies to them. They're all we have broken the promise to them, and they, they don't have hope for their future. Oh. They've lost hope in our country. And it is, you know, absolute tragedy. And it's because these these giant corporations have, you know, are, are owning everything. Yeah. Well, I, I want to get you to touch on that. I remind everybody, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, is joining us. He's very politely said in the past, call him Bobby. So I'm calling him Bobby. I never thought I'd have that opportunity, but I'm going to. Um, I, you, you talk about this. Look, Klaus Schwab, this World Economic Forum, right? They said you won't own anything and you'll be happy about it. I got news for you, Bobby. I, I do own stuff. And I'm responsible, and damn it, I want my sons to have the same opportunity. I don't want them to be happy about being servants and renters. Well, you know, the head of BlackRock is Larry Fink. Now, BlackRock, which owns, you know, big, big chunks of State Street and Vanguard, mm-hmm. but BlackRock on its own is the biggest company in the world. It is $8 trillion, $10 trillion under management. Wow. So that makes it the third largest economy on earth after China and Russia is three times the economy of, of California. California has a GDP of three trillion. So the head of BlackRock is Larry Schwab or, or, or Larry Fink. Right, right. Larry Fink is on the board of the World Economic Forum. And, you know, they meet every year in Davos, the Billionaire's Boys Club, to decide, you know, what the world is going to look like for the rest of us. Right. And, you know, and, and if you look, like, the, the, this whole generation, and now we just passed this big milestone, Jeff, of a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Yes. The average income in this country is $5,000 less than the cost of basic human needs, the cost of transportation, housing, and food. So you prepare by the bare minimum of those things over the years. You're the average American. You're now $5,000 in debt. Mm. They're putting that money on the credit cards. They're being charged 22%. The the companies that are charging them, Visa, MasterCard, Wells Fargo, Chase, Citibank, Morgan, um, yep. the, uh, the mafia did that. It would be called loan shark. That's right. If, but these companies, it's business as usual. And who do you think owns every one of those companies? BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. 
So, you know, they're doing it right in front of us. They're strip mining the wealth from the American middle class and, you know, and, and destroying our equity, destroying democracy in the process. And, you know, I'm, I, I have a plan that, as to how to stop them, and that's what I'm talking about on the road. Right. Right. Well, well, listen, if you thought 20 years ago, if the local uh, loan shark came to you and said the VIG on this loan is going to be 30 percent, they would be arrested and charged with usury. But you open your credit card bill, man. It's exactly that. Right. It's 30 percent. Yeah. And, you know, you have this, you know, I'm running against two men who have both been president and they're running on the idea that. They've brought huge prosperity in this country. And you talk to Americans and tell them that, and they feel like they're being gaslighted. Yeah. You know, I, I was in class six months talking to, sitting at a lot of people's kitchen tables and talking to them, and, you know, they're not experiencing prosperity. They're experiencing, instead, this disintegration, not only economic, but disintegration of public health, this, this explosive rise in chronic disease, autoimmune disease, allergic disease, neurological diseases, is uh, uh, the destruction of their mental health community that drives in addiction, drive, uh, uh, alcoholism, suicide, yeah. and just the atomization of reputation of community that's accompanying this, you know, absolute theft of all of the wealth of the American middle class and all of our hopes. And it's very, very distressing. Uh, it people is. are making choices. You know, I talk to elderly people who are cutting up their prescription pills to, to, to you know, so they can afford food. Yeah. yeah. Um, young mothers who are, who are downgrading ingredients so that they can make it through the checkout line. You know, I talked to a kid two weeks ago who said every Tuesday he has to choose between filling up his car and having a meal that day. And, you know, you've got a whole generation of uh, people, and the whole American experience is experiencing this kind of you know, anxiety and, and um, financial anxiety. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, listen, I, I I know you're slammed for time. So, number one, I always appreciate you making time for us. And as I said, I, I know that you've got a, a, a big uh, uh, presentation, if you will, on the international affairs coming out in the next couple of days. Number one, would it be okay? Would you be able to come back in a week or two after the international stuff is released so we can talk about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Jim. Okay, and number two, for folks who are hearing this, and, and remember, you're talking to a lot of people, I think like yourself, who, who through the years have said, well, I'm a Democrat, but, you know, they've kind of moved away from me. Or, or folks like me who are saying, I've become a Republican because I feel as, as the Democrats have left me, but, you know, maybe Bobby Kennedy is the, is the Democrat I remember growing up. Uh, how do they learn more? How do they look at the campaign uh, online? Uh, people should go to Kennedy24.com. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, I encourage you to, to volunteer and to, you know, to learn more about it. All right. Well, we will get that out there. Kennedy twenty twenty four dot com. Kennedy twenty twenty four dot com. Oh, Kennedy twenty four dot com. Kennedy twenty four dot com. I apologize. Kennedy twenty four dot com. We'll get that up there, and then we'll make arrangements to uh, to get you back after your uh, release on all the international stuff. Thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to chatting again really, really soon. Thank you so much. Uh, talk to you soon.
All right, thank you. That is Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He'll be with us, I don't know, next week or the week after. He's got a release coming out on international issues. Uh, listen, gang, I know a lot of people are already in one camp or another. I think most of us, and I'm, I'm going to include myself in this, uh, I, I, I feel myself voting for former President Trump. But I love hearing what Bobby Kennedy has to say. I really do. I'm inspired by what he has to say, and I think he can help shape the conversation. Right? Joe Biden's already cashed out on all of this stuff. He's gone. We know that. Donald Trump, I guarantee you, is listening to what Bobby Kennedy is saying and saying, okay, we got to address some of those issues. Bobby Kennedy may not be president, but Bobby Kennedy can help President Trump, I guarantee you he can, to look at some of these issues, the uh, the tabletop issues, the kitchen table issues, the idea that your kids and my kids are, are of the opinion that they probably will never, ever be able to own a home. There's something fundamentally wrong with that. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.